pa 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 Hello and welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast, the podcast where we talk about every single song in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest. And Mira, we made it because this yes, is yes, the, the last, last song. song. I am your host, Jeroen, as always. I've listened to every single song. And after this episode, Mira, you too will have heard every song in this year's Eurovision oh, Contest. It was such a long and hard road to get to this point. There were some ups, there were some downs. There were some side to sides. And after this song, you will be 100% sure that you've heard the winner for this year's Eurovision Song Contest. Of course, our last country is Russia. And I have a confession to make. I listened to like a minute of Russia on accident. Yeah. You look so angry. I mean, I, I was a bit disappointed when you first told me that, yeah. I, it's, I, I was cooking and I had Eurovision songs on and shuffle in the background on YouTube, autoplay was on, and I wasn't really paying attention, and I looked around and I saw a video that I hadn't seen before and I realized, oh no, I... And it was Russia. At the time of recording and for the past uh, few weeks... Russia has been number one with the bookmakers. That means they have what? the best odds of winning this year's Eurovision what? Song Contest. No, no. For the past few years, Russia has done the sort of dubious thing where they sent, like, peace ballads. And everyone was kind of like, Russia, come on, who are you fooling? Yeah. And, and this time they've said, you know what, never mind all that. We're just going for something completely different. Oh, are they gonna finally admit that they're huge assholes? It's not a song about being huge assholes, no. But does the song reflect the fact that they're huge assholes? I'll let you come to whatever conclusion you want to make. Um, Russia are being represented by Sergei Lazarev, that is one of the biggest pop stars in Russia, so it's uh... Oh! Yeah, he's a big, big star. Huh! That's weird. Like, Belgium would never send an actual popular artist. It's almost as if Russia are taking it serious and are trying to win it this year. Maybe they need uh, some positive representation, as in they want to organize the contest and make themselves look as good as possible. Oh my god, I, ooh, this is making my skin crawl. It reminds me of when Azerbaijan won and everyone was kind of like, we're going to host a contest in, in, in this country that is dubious when it comes to human rights and everything and then they made the contest all like it's glossy it's fine we built a sp an arena especially for the contest and you're like oh no you're still horrible like these countries are allowed to be in the contest they send good songs but you're always kind of like yeah but hosting it there seems like like it has so many implications and so many things that i don't want to anyway anyway <laughs> We might talk about that later, but let's listen to the song first. For Russia, it's Sergei Lazarev with You Are The Only One. Breaking it down, but I'm still getting nowhere. Won't stop, hold on. Thunder and lightning, it's getting exciting. Lights up the skylight, show sure. 
listen to every single song in Eurovision. Um, Thanks for listening. That was the yeah, episode. Yeah, that was the episode. Bye, guys. What do I say? Do I say that this was a good song? Do I say that the video was super dope? Well, that depends on what you think are those things that you think. Yeah, but I don't want this to win. No, me neither. I don't. I don't want this to even do well. It's a scary song. Every song that is like, you're the only one, I'm coming for you. Like these songs that are meant to be romantic and... it. We've said this before, all these songs that are meant to be really romantic and you're the only one and I'm coming for you, <laughs> uh, I would die for you. They're meant to be really romantic, but I just think they're scary most of the time. This is a prime example of that and it's being sent by Russia, which makes it even creepier. It, it's a good song, but it's not even my favorite song. You know, there are always countries that do well with the betting odds and do well at the contest, regardless of, of uh, what their actual entry is. Um, Sweden was basically close to the top of the betting odds before they'd even selected anyone, and they're still on, like, fifth place. Um, Russia, regardless of what their song would be, would always be very high. Um, and obviously, when you look at this music video, it's glossy, it's high-tech, it, it's, there's lots there that just shows that the production value is going to be really high. And that's why people think, yeah, this is, this is a potential winner, because it does so many cool tricks. Yeah, but it like, does too many cool tricks. Like, it does feel like it's all style and no substance. I mean, it's catchy. It gets stuck in my head constantly. and Thunder it... and lightning is getting exciting. Lights up the skyline to show where you are. Yes, it's catchy, but it would have been catchy as well in 2008, and it would have sounded much more current then. Ah, yeah. That's a good point. I yeah. say 2008 because that's when Russia won the contest. Believe in this. Na, 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 na. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this could have, could have just as easily entered the 2008 contest, especially considering, like, that little choreographed dance going on there. It feels very 2008. I love that. That's some of my favorite Eurovision acts are the ones that feature, like, elaborate dance routines. But what Sergei's actually going to go for on that stage, obviously, is those visuals. Yeah. You, you know that that's going to be the main attraction, is that he's going to have similar things to that music video happening on stage. Which is going to be really cool, but... Is that gonna be enough? I do like in the beginning when um, he shows us his black abyss of a heart. <laughs> that's a bit on the nose, I think. Yeah, that's interesting. How do you interpret that? Um, it's like I said before we listened to this song, Russia admitting that they're huge assholes. It might, it might actually... You know, there might be some core of truth in there, actually. This was called out by Overthinking It, a channel that reviews some Eurovision songs this year on YouTube. They're quite fun. I they, really like Overthinking It. Yeah, they talked about this as well, and uh, particularly about that final shot where it shows Sergei and Miss Russia sitting uh, in the middle of that flower and then the camera pans out. Yeah. Oh, that's Miss Russia? I think so. Ah, cool. Uh, and, and then the camera pans out, so it shows... 
the, that was the just studio. The there is something really interesting there because, like, why, why, why put that shot in there? What does that shot mean? It's to show that none of the tricks and special effects, none of that was real. Just like Russia. Just like the image that Russia is trying to put on stage here is not an actual representation of what Russia is actually like. Uh, I hadn't thought about it, but when, when overthinking it called that out, I thought it was really interesting because I saw that shot as an attempt to confirm Sergei's heterosexuality. Because at the end, for no reason, <laughs> he just like, you know, he, he hugs Miss Russia and he's all like, hey, you didn't need to do that unless you thought we would think that this video and this song was very gay. And it is. It is. I mean, that's that's part of its appeal, of course. This is schlager, schlock. Um, it's fun, but it's hard to to get that little sour taste out of your mouth. I know we said that about Polina as well, where we, where we were like, this is beautiful, this is good, this is sing-along, this is uplifting, this is everything a song needs to be, but it's from Russia. Yeah, that's exactly what we said last year. I said it's important that we have these countries in the contest. They should be there because they send good entries. But it's always when the, the reality of them winning is so close that you start being a little worried. Where you're like, yeah. I don't like the implication of that. It's because Ukraine is so good also this year that the implication of Russia winning is even worse. Yeah, it's when you compare the two songs together that that um, you have one that's all about like the story there being personal and about like kind of you know a, a specific targeted message and another thing that is that is so broad, so open, so so yeah. it just it there's basically no substance in it and yet it's it's much glossier and much yeah and do we as Europeans then go for the glossy fake image of something that's bad for us or do we go for the real message of someone who actually has something important to say i'd prefer the latter obviously yeah me too um wow th what a great song to end the, no, I, of the podcast I... with I like the Russian song, but I've, I've kind of said it to you a little bit uh, about other songs. There's no real way to like this without it being a guilty pleasure. Because, like, it's catchy, it gets stuck in your head, but it's not technically, like, a good song. It's, it's, schla it's schlager schlock. That's what I said. This is, this sounds, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what, what to... Yeah, this sounds like a... Like a guilty pleasure song. And there are so many songs in this contest that are not that. Exactly. There are pop songs that could win it. Like, e even without, like, talking about, like, the, the, the message that people will respond to, there are pop songs that could win this that are more... I hate saying radio-friendly, but that's what I mean. Yeah, they could go people... on the radio after the contest. And I don't hear this without... I, I can't imagine... You were the only one on the radio without it having to be preceded each time by, oh, it's this song, you know? Yeah, I mean... It's kind of cheesy. Think about Spain. Think about Say Yay. That's something that people will be able to openly enjoy without shame. Yeah, Love shame. is a Crime. Love is a Crime. It's a great song. Um, um, Lighthouse, even... It's interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see if this actually does as well as people expect it to. They will be performing in the first semi-final. That is tomorrow night. Oh my god! 
and perhaps if if his performance is impressive or if it's not um then the odds will go up or down or we'll because that's what happened with conchita Verst is after her semi-finals she shot up the odds and she was only like 14th before the contest started no one saw her as like a potential winner yeah but so everything can great. still change the fact that these two are are now favorites with the bookmakers doesn't mean that it's it's a two horse race no thank god and i don't think it is i think it's going to be much no, much more exciting not. it'd be cool to see lots of different 12 points to lots of different countries um but we'll see that's not uh what we're talking about now we talked about russia we gave our opinion so that's what we think do you agree or do you disagree let us know even what's your favorite song this year my favorite song mira is one that got disqualified <gasps> really mira what do you say we do one more episode one more yeah we're gonna do romania yes I would be honored. We have talked about every single song that is participating in this year's contest, but we have one more episode where we'll be talking about that one song that unfortunately cannot participate. So make sure to tune in. That's it for now. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.